what you been up to anyway? How was uh, how was your weekend? How was everything? Weekend Anything was good, exciting? Uh, nothing exciting. Hoover the car. The car needed Hoover. It looked like a skip. Obviously. Because this Possibly. time of year as well, with all the leaves falling, so I don't know how yeah. I don't know how I got so many leaves inside the car. Hey, it's why not you a convert. The door open. You know what I mean? Like, the why the doors are window? No, bro. I'm dead serious. Close <laughs> everything, but they're still inside. These, these motherfuckers find a way, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> they're like rats. Find a way, man. like rats. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds, that, sounds, that sounds exciting, you know? Clean the car. It's not exciting because it. I did it. Well, it is exciting. I managed to get it done. I went and bought some. Obviously, I won't name the brand, but I went and bought some. Uh, Do it. Name it. Car. Oh, name it up. I know, eh? When we yeah. get sponsored, we'll you never know. Yeah, you brand. never know. You never know. Oh, is it Auto Glim? You might know better than me, actually. But it's called it's the Auto, auto, is it glim. auto yeah, glim. Yeah, yeah. Auto yeah, Glim. Yeah. Yeah, I bought that one. It's like an interior stain remover smell because it's again a smell of like whatever my daughter was eating and it's just been there for a while and under the seat and so. Oh, it's it's leaves as well, you know. It's honestly it the leaves. leaves well, they actually the wet leaves, but it smells. Yeah, like yeah, they do. They do. Uh, something. I don't know what the hell it was, but it just stunk. So anyway, so I went and cleaned it, bought the thing to order remover. And this was what, Saturday? Today's Monday. So yes, the smell is still there. Gave a colleague a lift home and he got in the car and he was like, smells nice in here, mate. I was like, come on, bro. Come on. Come on. Yeah, just don't worry about the leaves. Can you yeah, wipe, your, wipe your feet? I only spent five pounds on a 300 mil bottle. To... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I did it. It was a big one. I wish you never mentioned them. I wish you never mentioned them because I'm going to trash them. Well, you've you've had the experience with them, haven't you? We used to charge like six hundred pounds or something, and they really cost eighty pounds or something. I remember you telling me. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was a uh, super guard. That's what we called it. There was super guard. There was pure guard. And I'll be honest with you, they're exactly the same brand, just different names. Um, and yeah, we used to charge a pack, like with the new cars. We used to charge about about three hundred fifty quid. <sighs> 350 quid but then obviously you know whenever i used to go to the back where the cars get validated um, they used to just give me a pack that was never used so it's like surely these don't cost 400 quid if you just handed them over to me no they actually yeah. cost 80 pounds 80 pounds by the way that's so insane, it's, it's yeah it's crazy so people out there if you're buying new cars don't go for super guard or pure guard it's literally a waste of your time and that is some talk spot fucking uh car washing right now <laughs> yeah that's talk spot car wash <laughs> Speaking of this bit of like overcharging, I was watching a podcast the other day and there's one of these, uh, he's, a, he's a premium car sales, exotic car sales guy and mm. his son, I think, I don't know his name, but he was talking about his Bugatti had a problem with it and he took it to Bugatti and they said, oh, it's going to cost nine grand, something to do with a sensor or something like a small part, a fiddly mm. part. He said, yeah, we've seen what it is. Uh, it's going to cost you 9,000. So he goes, ring this guy who where we always take our cars and he looked at it and he said, I had to buy five because they only come in packs of five. And he's like, all right, okay, how much is it going to cost? And he was like, oh, well, they cost 89p. And then uh, it took me 20 minutes to do it, so he just owed me a pint. And, it, yeah, I can see your face. This is, again, like if people who have, what is his name, man? This guy is his name, but never mind. But, yeah, it just goes to show that these exotic brands, their parts are bare cheap. However, their labor is what costs them. That's what costs. Nine grand for a part that costs 89p for a pack of five. Nine grand? Fuck, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this that world is kind of so far from me. I don't understand the luxuries that went into ah, Bugatti to charge nine mean, grand for eight. You mean you don't know five. what it's like? What it's like to service your Bugatti, Enric? Come on, bro. Come on, Rick. Jesus Christ, man. You don't know it's what it's like to service your Bugatti? Yet. It's not due in service yet. That's why. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, brand new. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah. You it's only got it in March. You yet. only got it in March. 73 per yeah. Standard. And I haven't put many miles on it neither. No, no, no. Of course. Who in the right mind would? What the fuck? 
one mile will cost you nine grand. What the shit, nine bro? Grand for like ep, something that's worth less than a quid in part and twenty minutes to do. So yeah, these these companies charge an arm and a leg for no reason whatsoever, yeah. just to keep. I think, isn't it like there seems to be this thing in society where if something costs a lot of money, you're automatically associated with it being good. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 good though. Yeah, but yeah, it's a coat. It costs a grand a jacket, right? That must be a good jacket. And you go to like a Marks and Spencers, you you find the same jacket, and you're like. It's the same material, but without the logo. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I watched. Uh, I follow a page called Tavarish, and I think I've told you about this before. And this guy, uh, he bought a McLaren P1 that was uh, water damaged. So basically, this this geezer who bought who had who had his McLaren P1, he was uh, there, there was a flood in America somewhere, and the, literally there's a video of his McLaren P uh, P1 being washed out of the garage. So, right, right. So obviously, those cars are like what close to a mil. Something like yeah. that, over a mil probably. Yeah, anyway, yeah. like two million, whatever sterling, it is, right? Million sterling, so it's probably like one eight. And yeah, 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 and some change. Yeah, nothing, nothing really. Um, so anyway, so this guy bought it like Tavarish, and uh, he's doing a rebuild on it. And basically, you know, you think again, same thing you say in there. You know, you think, oh, P1, that much money, everything's going to be brand new and everything like that. Bro, most of the stuff that's underneath that car is from a is from a McLaren MP4 12C. Wow. Like on a, I could wow, not yeah, the, believe the first it. car that they brought out. Couldn't, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's a cheap car, like the McLaren no, MP4. Not, but it's not a million pound car, right? Like a million pound car, like the Bugatti, for you example. I wanted to do its own yeah. service. I wanted to change its own <laughs> tires. Do you know what I mean? The sensors, nothing should go. Transform. That car should be bulletproof. Exactly. That car should be bulletproof to the point where you can't take anything apart because you don't need to. Do you know what I mean? Because it changes itself. Yeah, no, that's it. But that's I could it. not believe. And basically what he was doing was he was going, he was trying to find parts, but obviously from McLaren themselves. Like you said, they cost an arm and a fucking leg. Two legs, three toes. I don't know what right, the hell it costs, right? But again, he was finding stuff from from uh, from scrapyards, you know, from old uh, MP4 uh, 12 12Cs and stuff. So yeah. again, all of a sudden, you know, he I think he paid like 450 grand for for the uh, for the P1, which again, when you think yeah, about yeah, it, it's, of a, course, yeah. it's a massive drop in price. But again, like you know, you just think everything's going to be brand new and going to be P1, you know, with the with the stickers of a P1. Nah, bro. I think some parts were even from Mitsubishi or some shit, like some small wow. electronic parts. And I, I could not believe what I was watching. That is true. Though. That is true. I've watched something like you said there. They were talking about Mercedes and BMW, like these memes that I was compared the two. And uh, they were saying how BMW parts are found in Rolls Royce and Darcia parts are found in Mercedes inside the engine when you take the oil yeah. cover off and you're looking inside and it says Darcia. And it, 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 they all work together, but you're right. When it, something costs so much, you expect them to have their own parts, like a P1. Parts are designed for the P1. For the P1, no, no. No, I think there was some Audi... these companies like they do this and then just push it through as in like oh it's a new thing with all the thing is all all parts nobody's going to be like what's under the hood what type of gearboxes or what's the crankshafts and all this other stuff it's simply going to be like it's an M1 it costs a million pounds P1 sorry it costs a million pounds and you're going to pay it and you're never going to question it you pay it because you don't even question it yeah exactly but no, I, I do is, like those videos. Those guys like you follow, like oh, people awesome. who buy salvage cars and put them, bring them kind of back to life, I call it, because they yeah. just do them so well. There's another guy I like to watch. His name is Matt something. He's a British guy. Uh, he started off with a TT and then a GTR and an S3 and something like this. And all of a sudden now he's doing M5s, Ferraris, all this. And you look at it and you think, you know, what? I love this. Because it's that stuff we talked about a couple of episodes ago, that man's man, like getting your hands dirty with a drill, yeah. oil. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Honestly, I, I really like that. There was, uh, there was a, there's a channel called Bees for Build, and I started watching him because he basically he bought, 
um, he wanted to he wanted to buy an R34, uh, obviously the GTR, like yeah, uh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the two fast and furious one for people who don't know. So the R34, oh, but yeah. apparently the R34 in America, you can't get those as an embargo on those for 25 years. So I think yeah, from 99, I, yeah, I, I, you probably heard this, right? Mm-hmm. So from 99 for plus 25 years, so I think that's only recent now. Anyway, do you know what I mean? Like that's uh, you can't buy that car in the states. So what he did was, right, he bought an old, he bought a new GTR R36. Not, he didn't buy brand new, but sorry, he bought one, yeah, yeah, like a yeah. secondhand one. New to him, yeah. Yeah, new to him, yeah. He bought it, and basically he put the R34 body on it. Oh, just on top. On top. So obviously oh. there's some modifications. Now, I'll be honest with you, right? I'll be honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust those cars where, because again, this guy used to do like, you know, he used to put two different halves of a car and then put a body kit. You know what I mean? Look, it looks good. Don't get me wrong. And I like the idea of working on something like that, but I couldn't trust a car that's been put in half by someone, yeah, by yeah. some geezer on by YouTube. Let's just be honest. Yeah, Let's be honest. On YouTube. Exactly that. You know what I mean? If you're so going to buy it, if you're going to buy it, you're not really, you're not really going to spend your money, are you? You're going to be like, if you do it yourself, of course, you trust your own labor, you trust your yeah. own ju- yeah. work and judgment, but no, with somebody else. your life in your hands, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's it, exactly. But not someone else's life in your hands. That's so, but on, I, I just loved this. The, but obviously, the problem was that the the R36 is a bit wider and a bit longer than the R34. So yeah. obviously, you had to adjust the body kit. You know, had to put the wider body kit on. It looked epic, absolutely epic, by the way. But obviously, that's just because I love GTRs anyway. I know you love GTRs yeah, as no, well. So like, I love GTRs. Well. I love love GTRs, GTRs, mate. Like, and that's the thing with us, right? We we are not the type of people, right, to sort of buy Bugattis again, mainly because we don't have the money. But I won't buy another did, one. Yeah, obviously not, not another one. No, no, no. You don't want that. Uh, you don't want the Chiron, obviously, a yeah, standard. Um, but what I mean is, like, you know, because we think about certain things too much. You know, what I mean, if if you had the money to buy a Bugatti, right, in, in in what you know now, you let's say you won the lottery tomorrow, I guarantee you will not go and buy a brand new Bugatti, like a brand new one from the. You wouldn't, because you'd be like, why am I spending three million on a fucking Bugatti where I can get it cheaper with like a hundred with a hundred miles on it or two thousand miles or some shit? You know what I mean? Before we started doing the podcast, if you remember, we used to chat when you were going to. Obviously, you were doing your bits and I was doing my bits on this down south. You were still up north. We would talk about like your epic ten car garage, five car mm-hmm. garage, mm-hmm. and we even went through it before. Obviously, we were younger and stuff, but we would talk about the whole thing of you won the lottery, hundred million, what are you buying? And not once did we have Bugattis and all these cars. No. It was all like classic. GTRs or classic. Like I said to you, I think Jaguar. E- I'd love an E-Type. I love. E-type, I don't yeah. know why, but Beautiful just an E-Type Jaguar. Yeah. Me. I've just got this idea of me and the wife. The kids are growing up. We're going for a coffee somewhere. Just let's jump in the Jag. In the, in and the that's jag. a proper Jag. None of this stuff. Like jumping the Jag. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love it. Love it. Back of my mind going, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Jag. I own a Jag. I seem to have forgot my wallet. Yeah. I left it in the Jag. No, so that's that's. So you're right. I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not into these like obviously these new cars and new cars. Listen, everybody loves a new car, a new toy, awesome. but yeah, like for the for the money when you try to put things together, what you could actually get is insane. Like Jag, old Aston Martins, old Corvettes, old, you old know, Ferrari, old, like old Ferraris. Yeah, the, new, the newest Ferrari that again with that sort of money, the newest Ferrari that I would ever buy would be the four five eight. Italia. That would yeah, literally yeah, be it yeah, yeah, I, because yeah. I don't care about any of the rest of it. I just love the way it looks. Yeah. Epic looking car. And again, you probably wouldn't even drive it because it's like, that's your baby. Do you know what I mean? Ferraris at the minute. I like the four, four by four, not four by four, sorry. The, well, four wheel drive one, but the one that's a four seater one. The hatchback. No, no, the four, yeah, hatchback one. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I thought you said convertible. Yeah, hatchback one. The that's hatchback, that's yeah. kind of, I saw one in real life the other day. I drove by and I was like, do you know what? 
you don't even need you've got the performance of a Ferrari mm-hmm. well you can still take a family of four with you somewhere yeah yeah, epic. and I, maybe that's because that, maybe that'll change in a couple of years. I'm I'm young and father of soon to be father of two and stuff. So yeah, I like the idea of just like me and the kids, rather was, than a flipping. There but was. I don't know if you saw? remember. Go on, go on, go on. Old, uh, old F430 Scuderia on the M25 because obviously you, you live in London, you know M25, oh. M25, and do you oh. know where it was as well. It was coming over the bridge, Dartford Bridge, as I was coming back home, and, and I was coming over the so like it. it was at 50 miles an hour and he was sometimes just dropping it and I was I wasn't the car directly behind but I made sure I became the car next to it next to <laughs> <when> I... <laughs> you got to win it you got to do that shit <laughs> so if there's a penalty fine coming through then fuck it it was worth it it was worth it there was a there was Some an episode of... in the tunnels that are just like obviously when they oh, put, yeah. put down, oh, especially especially like you said you know we're in London so you know you're going to see a lot of those and oh, yeah there's a lot of wealth down here a lot of people with lots of money so yeah no, it's, but the Ferraris the Lambos and all this kind of stuff but yeah but speaking a, of sorry last, last, last Ferrari, oh, go on yeah, I was going to say did you, do you remember watching a uh, an episode of Top Gear I think it must have been like season 2 or season 3 uh, where they they had in the showroom in the in the warehouse they had the uh, they had a Lamborghini uh, sedan so four door Lamborghini but it was only a concept car at the time and honestly, right, I swear to God, if that that would probably be the ultimate four-door saloon that I would ever buy because it just looked like a Lambo. Like you said, you can fit four or five people in the car. It, honestly, like, I, I dream about this car sometimes. You know what I mean? Now and again, it pops into you. my you head. You might have to send me. You have to send me on chat. I don't no, remember that. To... The only one I remember is the big, ugly 4x4 four four one. No, no, no. The, the What, the Urus? Not the new Urus, but, like, the old, old Lamborghini... Four by four, the red. I think it was a red one that they had on oh, show. Oh yeah, no, no, like, that was that, that was the, an older one, wasn't it? Like from the eighties or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. This is like a four door saloon. Like it was epic. Do you know, what? I'm just trying to find the trying to find the bloody name because I think. Well, while you're doing that, there was a, you watched the Lamborghini movie, didn't you? Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched you it. Yeah, I watched the. Ah, oh, you not must yet, watch it. It's quality. I like um, the actor in it as well. It's quite a decent actor. Who's who's the actor in it, by the way? I forgot. I think he plays uh, Punisher as well. No, is it him or is it not? Yeah, I think it's him. Oh, what Bernthal? John Bernthal? Uh, no, let me see. You mean the Punisher from like the series Punisher, or? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because that's that's John Bernthal, who who plays uh, who plays that that geese. Uh, it's the Astork, I think. So if you ever get a chance to to search for this, right, it's called the Astork, Lamborghini Astork. Oh no, sorry, it's not John. It's Frank. Frank. Frank uh, Grillo, Italian, I believe. Oh, Frank Grillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grillo, okay, yeah. He, he usually does like fighting movies, sure. doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like know what you mean. Yeah, no, no, that's him. But would you say Lambo? What? Sorry, to it's quickly called the Google Lamborghini. While the listeners are entertaining themselves. It's called the Lamborghini Astork. Uh, e S T O Q U Q U E. Yeah, got it here. Yeah, Lamborghini. Oh my Astork, god. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, oh yeah, look. You, you get me. You get me. You get me. Like, I can't even. I wouldn't Why even want another car. Production? I don't know. I wouldn't even want another car, mate. Like that. That is the ultimate that epic. Is absolutely right. When you said the saloon, I had to. Man, this is something else. Listen, right? if you're out there, right? well, you are out there. Obviously, not if you're out there, because clearly, yeah, if you're out there, <laughs> you are out there. Please. Just Google this. Google that this. Is, Honestly, like what, like one of the best looking cars. 2008 Paris of Motor Show. Wow. 
yeah so that was so again so it's still even now they class it as a concept car because obviously it hasn't been made but for the life of me i don't understand why they wouldn't make that and make it even make it like a hybrid imagine that a hybrid yeah or, or man, a hybrid. v12 hybrid on that as well because like what is it currently they're doing a four-door thing aren't they now a four-seat oh, thing with the gamera or whatever they're doing but the gamera but have you seen the gamera by the way that's one sexy I've seen camera. It, so like two thousand two hundred horsepower or something. I don't like even care about the power, mate. Horsepower. I don't even care about the power. It's it's, like, to be fair, like looks uh, of it. The Koenigsegg, Mr. Koenigsegg himself, is doing doing something unbelievable engineering and how he's doing. Like, I remember the first Koenigsegg again from. Um, CCX Project Gotham Race on the 360 the CCX and then he yeah. appeared on uh, Top Gear because oh, obviously I played a game on Xbox called Project Gotham Racer and he always used to have that car for one of the Brooklyn races for any old obviously listeners who used to play that game and uh, that was the one time I could complete a race in like ultra hard epic or legendary whatever the challenge described yeah, yeah, itself yeah. as like the top of the, the fastest level. car in the game that's why and I would use that car because there was lots of straight but I'd always race against like uh, Catrums and so on and he had a couple of turns, don't get me wrong. At the end of the long straight, he must come back because he was a race of yeah, three yeah, laps. Like a sprint race or turn. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, no, but it was like a lap, three race lap, but it was over the Brooklyn Bridge. Twice yeah, over the Brooklyn I get Bridge. You. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Obviously, I would use that car, you say, like 200 and something. And then he came in top gear and I fell in love with him. I was like, Car Project Gotham Race as a kid using it, so on and so forth. And then I've just been keeping a little tabs on them, see what they're doing. And they came out with it, like the Agira, the one to one. Like, one to one. I've never one heard of a car one. having one to one. Like, Unreal. one kilogram to one horsepower and you think to yourself just the engineer and just to yeah. open your mind and just think wow like yeah. wow power, the power to weight ratio is unbelievable which one was the one from uh from the fast and furious i think it was number is it fast six or fast seven or fast five i think where where rome and uh and tej they have the, the, the open the garage yeah, the, yeah, yeah, ah. the first one and, thing, and he goes like so that's the number two in the northern hemisphere or whatever he says yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's because that, that, that was a land speed record for a while the gear are like beats and then bugatti came with the sheer on and so on so on. but then competition yeah. It's insane, bro. Like beautiful, cars, beautiful. We could talk about cars all day, man. We love cars all day, all day. Honestly, like like I said to you, I wanna, I want something that can take the family somewhere and something me and the missus can drive with. Of course, two seater. Nice to be with the hey, boys. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be all right. That'd be all right. Well, one boy. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but you know, just to travel somewhere. I still have this. Uh, I, I'll never forget this. I first came to Twitter, like when Twitter came out. I was a year late or two, or X as it's known now. But back then, when it was Twitter, and I followed. LeBron James he did I think an American trip somewhere I don't think it was north yeah, sorry it wasn't east to west I think it was more like sort of north south somewhere wherever right. he was living he went down somewhere but he took his, him and his boys excuse me and he had like Porsche after Porsche after Porsche there was like the GT3 the 911 the, K, the Cayenne and so on and it was just him and his friends and I thought to myself that's like an epic road trip you and the that boys whoever's into cars ultimate. you get together and you just do that and I've even been thinking like oh, okay financially I can't afford it now but you know soon God willing and all that stuff yeah. keep, the gumball keep, the, keep the listeners keep the listeners coming bro we keep need the listeners, listeners. Coming. we need that Porsche in my life we will do it we will a gumball 3000 bro that's another one like epic journey cars and so on okay don't yeah. get me wrong some of them have seemed like douchebags and so on and so forth but for me it's just for the yeah. cars it's not like it's that journey this is what i've always said to the missus as well i'd love to do a journey where i start like even in london now start where we are in london and drive somewhere to the north of scotland and then do the nc 500 north coast 500 we and i know we've discussed that. about we've this discussed that. but obviously you know at the minute it's a bit i'm a no, bit no, tired with it now but yeah we will definitely do that because i don't think we need to have expensive cars it's just about having the experience of going out with the boys I want, to do, I want to do Top Gear simply, style, man. 
I want to yes. do Top Gear style where we take a we take a shit car, we take a camper van that we hire yeah, out for the week, it. and then we just take turns driving the camper van in the car. And that's if it, it breaks, it fucking breaks. You know what I mean? Like, Somebody, you know, listeners, we've got to let us know who likes that. Yeah, like hey, that idea. And hey, you know what? We would probably go live for most of it. We'll probably be live on it as well. Of course we would. We would literally we would make it as if it was the Top Gear episode, and then obviously put all the footage yeah. out at the end, like put it together. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, uh, do you know what the That's funny happened. thing is, though, Rick? That you mentioned this again, right? Because I was actually having I was having a discussion with one of my colleagues today at work because she's going to uh, to Isle of Sky or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So well, I said, oh, you do. Yeah. yeah. She goes, she goes, I'm gonna do it around. And I was like, oh, so you're gonna do the the NC500? She was like, no, 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 I'm only gonna do like half because she's gonna whatever. Oh, so she's doing the NC250. Yeah, the 250 <laughs> standard. It's actually the, the NC234. But uh, you know, that's we we won't yeah. quarrel. We won't quarrel. Factor in what it is to come in as well. She's gonna come back to Edinburgh. <laughs> got to, got to. So you know, the the ring roads and shit like that. But um, but yeah. So she, and I said to her, obviously, I mentioned to her, I was like, oh, me me and my friend, you know, we've been talking about the NC500 for a long time, and now that you mentioned it, look, it's going to be. It's it's going, going to happen. Be. It's going to, have it's to going happen. happen. So we have to as happen. well. Like I don't think we should, from now on, like let's see, see what happens. Possibly next year. Make, make. Let's see if we can put it on the list for 2025. I know it's. A, I don't mean next year as in 24 because it'll be too soon for me. I won't yeah, be able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously with a newborn and stuff. But yeah, 2025, maybe a week. There you go. You heard it here, listeners. We have to keep this. We have to keep this guy accountable, man. Do you know what I mean? No, that's it. I'm, me accountable. I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for it. My younger brother obviously has been talking about it. I know he was involved as well. The three of us yeah, were going to do yeah, it originally. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm game. But I think 2025 will be a good time to try and do it. If we save up, I mean, we don't, like you're saying, save up. We don't need to save up like you know, you know, ten grand. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, <laughs> just normal money, man. Ridiculous. Just something normal, just to go over. Because obviously, you know, we we we're average guys. We don't really, don't get me wrong. We like nice things, but we work for nice things and yeah. the nice things we like is things that everybody likes we're not like Canada goose wearing kind of guys we you know we're not even we're close. average guys we, we, we like to keep warm while yeah. still looking good rather than looking expensive because the ones you know five times out of ten the ones who are expensive or wear all the expensive clothes are the ones who don't have anything no the ones that are you broke know? yeah you talk yeah, about Canada goose I have a yeah. I have a fat moose so you know there you go it's literally <laughs> it, called the fat moose it I'm sounds warm but fat moose it sounds warm but fat moose sounds warm I walked I walked through Toronto in minus 25 degree weather and I couldn't feel shit Shit. So what I thought it was minus quite warm. Twenty-five. What? I, Fahrenheit, right? Because no, Fahrenheit. No, that's no, that's even worse, isn't it? Minus twenty-five Fahrenheit. Oh, what, yeah, that's Fahrenheit even, is even worse. No, right? I'm talking about degrees Celsius. Celsius. Minus twenty-five. Minus twenty-five in the middle of the fucking snow, mate. It was <laughs> not even. I'm not even kidding you, right? I don't know how to explain it, right? Anybody it was, on the side of the pond has never heard, seen minus twenty-five. They experienced minus four, and they're like, "Oh, it's bloody cold out there." Like. Well, in, in Winnipeg, where, where my sister lives, it's minus 40. It reaches minus 40. Obviously, wow. they, don't, they don't go out, but I promise you this, right? I don't know how to explain it, yeah? But in minus 25 weather, I walked out, and I swear to you, it wasn't as cold as, as I'm making out to seem. Do you know what I mean? As, as, when yeah, you yeah, hear yeah, minus yeah. 25, you think, fuck off, mate. Nah, that wouldn't dare. But I promise you, it was not that cold. Like, obviously, because you're walking and stuff. I was, you know, strapped up and shit. Like, I had my I had my nice jacket, my fat moose. Not my kind yeah, of goose. Moose. And my fat moose on. I had my balaclava on. Like, you know, just literally just my eyes. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. it was such a peaceful walk. Snow coming down on you. Like, ah, oh, beautiful. Sounds amazing. It was it was absolutely epic, but yeah, you're right. We you know we don't we don't want major things, you know, some nice things. Keep now warm, yeah, we like keep warm, exactly. That's exactly. it. That's exactly. it. Keep warm. It. Doesn't matter what it is. Moose. That's it. Goose, Give me some long johns, bro. Give me some goose, long johns and whatever shit. Whatever like, it is, we just want to keep warm. That's it. <laughs> 
but that's what I mean. So we don't need a lot of money to be fair to do this. We don't yeah, need. We might, the only thing, the biggest expense is going to be the the rent in the camper van. Yes, that'll be the yes. biggest expense. But I think if we look at it, possibly I don't know. We'll get when you come down to visit. We'll probably sit down and look at some campers together, yeah. and we maybe we can even look at it doing it in a year's time. A year's time, that's plenty. And plenty then I think of time. plenty of time as we well. We probably even save up right to actually buy a cheap camper. Babe, I'm just gonna go out with my boys. Yeah, just gonna go call her back for a week. Go out for a little bit. Where are you going? I'm just going to Five Aside. Where are you? I never told you Five Aside was at Isle of Sky. Yeah, it's oh no, I meant the NC Five Aside, the yeah. Five Hundred <laughs> Aside. Yes, that's what I meant. But uh, but yeah, no, you're right, you're right, Rick. If people want to see that? Let us know. But uh, look, should we talk about some football? Let's talk about some football. I think we shall we go into footy, bro? Yeah, like I think Before we spent half an hour talking. That's all right. That's right. That's right. They love normal it. They things. Love it. They love it, bro. They normal love it. things, mate. Normal things. Um, you know, before we get into into like a little bit on, on our teams, right? I I just want to talk. I want to talk a, bit, a little bit about the Aston Villa match um, because yeah, it, bring it in because I was I wanted to bring that fucker up as well because yeah, it annoyed me to no end like the way that um, Aston Villa well say Aston Villa I don't want to like you know tarnish the whole team because they have been playing really well and you yeah, know they, they have deserved yeah. it they've deserved it so let's just be clear on that but the way that Martinez went down like an absolute sack of shit and uh, you know he went down like do you remember remember watching Space Jam do you remember the Monstars right do you remember the the aliens returning to the basketball players yeah Yeah, literally he went down as if one of the Monstars just attacked him it was like Mope is like 5'5 this guy's 6'3 6'4 like dude you are built like like a fucking house what are you doing falling like that so that annoyed me for one, and the fact that he didn't get a fu- did he get a yellow card? I don't think he got a yellow he card. He got a yellow he? card, but he should have got, got two yellows. I'm, I'm with two, two yellows. For that. Yeah, I because totally, Mope literally totally got agree. a yellow card for the same thing that he went yeah. down with. You yeah. know, he stopped a Mope's way when he was going to get the ball for a corner. He went down like you say, a sack of shit, a sack of potatoes, whatever you, whatever terminology you used to describe. Yeah. And the same thing happened to him the other way around. He was on the receiving end, and then he kind of was the accuser or the guy yeah. who committed the foul okay that's a yellow card why are you sticking an elbow he did stick an elbow I agree that Mopi went down too easy but still it, he stuck an I, elbow out like, what I can't even blame Mopi can't even blame and him then for that to come and grab him by the neck like, no not neck but by his clothes to try and lift oh, come, come on, on bro man. I'm you can't, do can't do that can't do that and again I was screaming on the TV it was much of the day obviously later on and I'm like what the f- how is this guy not yeah. getting booked for that's this. two for me that's off two yellows easily easily if not a easily, like, because of the way he went over to try and grab it by the clothes you don't do that Dick. You nah, try and lift don't put your hands on your opponents man the thing is as well right if he's wasting time being on the floor you're on the winning team yeah and just take it yeah, let him waste time let him waste yeah, time. Let him waste time it doesn't matter to no, you I don't, I don't know why the referee didn't give that for me that was a red card there should have been a red card I totally to teach agree. Him you don't go and grab somebody by the because he wasn't kind of like put a shirt pull he was more like I'm trying to as if you're fighting with somebody, yeah, you go, yeah, go, yeah. Uh, get up, yeah. yeah, literally, you're going, get up, mate. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that aggressive, it's disgusting. could not believe it. Um, and the thing, the funny thing is, with that match, right, up until uh, so what was it? What is it, Ben Me? Ben is it Ben Me who got sent off? Yeah. So, Ben Me got sent off. Obviously, Aston Villa came back after that because up until that point, Brentford had really, really frustrated them. Like, wow, I, I generally thought it was going to be a Brentford win, but obviously, red card, same as the Crystal Palace versus Liverpool match that happened, what was it, last week when, yeah. you know, Liverpool yeah. were losing. Um, as soon as the red card happened, that's it. You know, that's that was the end of that Turning because, point, it, yeah, because there was one player less. And the way that Brentford played, they needed all players on the pitch, like all 10 outfield players on the pitch. They went down to nine left some space behind uh, for Villa and obviously they they, they scored um, but after, so before the before the Ben Mee booking there was one booking 
And then after the 75th or 76th minute, there was like 12 bookings, mate. 12 bookings, a red card for Kamara, because again, you don't put your hands on your opponents. That's just the letter of did the law. Did you see like, the way he did that as well? Mate, he put him, come did on. he put his hands in his mouth? Yeah, he put his hands in his mouth. like, dude, why is it salty? <laughs> Try to do the whole sock thing of that wrestler. Who's that guy? Oh, Mr. Soccer, uh, Mankind. Mankind, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Mick Foley. Mick Foley, that's it, yeah. Mick Try to do a rusty hook on him and shit. What do you do with a rusty hook, bro? <laughs> Yeah, no, that was wrong spot. Wrong spot. Exactly. No, that was that was a deserved red card. That was. He did run for his referee. I don't know how he lost his head. Yeah, he was trying to explain to to the ref. Like I'm with you. Villa should have had two players sent off. Him definitely, and so should Martinez. Martinez should have gone. I can't stand Martinez, bro. I don't know what it is. I'm not trying to paint all South American footballers, or like particularly Argentinians, but Romero. Martinez one they're just aggressive unnecessarily aggressive there's a level of aggression that you've got to have have a competitive edge but like when you go there to hurt the player like Romero did uh, against Enzo when they played or against oh, whoever that was, that was was awful. for some challenges and you're like what are you doing Awful. And say with Martinez now as well, just it's just just a prick, bro. There's no. Other no, way. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that at all. And uh, every obviously all the pundits, everything that I've read, they've said the same thing. He should have been sent off. Um, yeah, yeah, all right, fair yeah. enough. Look, or, or, we agree that Mope went down easily, but again, he only went down they easily all go because down of easy. the way that he only did that because of the way Martinez went down easy. You know, just a bit and he earlier on. Say that he turns around and says, "How is that different to what I did?" To exactly. Him? exactly. How is that any different yeah. to what I did to him? So I don't know what the referee did. That. I think the referee. That was, probably- not a good Referee call. crumbled there under pressure. Yeah, it's not Especially a good call when, at uh, all. Unai came on the pitch, maybe. I don't know, I don't know, speculating, but no. I like the fact that Unai ran in and obviously pulled Emmy Martinez away. Like, he didn't egg him on, like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? Just I'm disappointed more players didn't go to Mopé's uh, rescue, to be fair. Yeah. I was disappointed yeah. that, like, only two players came. I don't know why the whole team didn't come around and be like, what are you doing? You don't, Same you, as, you know, you grab one of us, you grab all of us, but it just felt like as if some of them couldn't be bothered to run from centre back. So like, ah, oh, just leave it. Ah, uh, be all right. So it's, it's almost the end of the match. But same as, same as, uh, I mean, so, okay. What did you think of the uh, the Watkins celebration? By the way, I, I'll be honest with you. For me, I don't have got no problem with that. I've I loved got no it. problem whatsoever. I, I loved you. it. You're exactly. You're in the pitch. You get you're getting loads of like abuse and stuff, and just shushing the crowd or staring at the crowd. I've he, got no. He, he paid your money to be there. He, Whatever he, just, he did, yeah. He literally put his hands like a Superman stance, and he was just like woo, doing all this shit and pointing at the guy. I was like, yeah, you. Oh yeah, yeah. He wasn't... So pointed to the guy, whoever he was pointing to, then somebody's giving him abuse. So clearly yeah, no, did something. Oh, yeah. doing all this shit. Yeah, Only yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 Cheers, lads. Thanks for coming. See you next yeah. week, yeah? Take care, lads. Yeah, yeah. Go, go have a pint or something. Yeah, go, go get, go get aggressive somewhere else. Oh, yeah, no, exactly I, that. I, I had no, absolutely I love, no problem I, exactly. with that. I don't mind stuff like that at all. And uh, I did I did mind the way that uh, Conso ran in because uh, obviously they're trying to they're trying to move Watkins away from uh, from the from the away fans. Yeah, yeah. And then Conta ran in against the Brentford player. I can't remember who the Brentford player was, and he just got right up in his face. And I was like, "Fucking hell, man! Like, you know, these guys they just they need to. The thing is, they need to they need to understand that this will happen. And the way that the Brentford players pulled Watkins away, it wasn't in an aggressive manner. It was just like, ah, yeah, mate, come, like, on. come on, mate, let's leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that's enough now. Yeah, you proved your yeah. point. Let's move it on. But then obviously Conta ran in like that. Ah, I was like, oh my god, this fucking geezer. Conta would have done it from like center, center half. The one he would have looked at him sure the middle of the pitch and gone yeah. like, oh no, they're my player. So he's probably thinking like, let me stick up for him. You're like, you're running up to him, but... bro, relax. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the way you that happened. 
but uh, I think um, I think obviously after that moment, that's when everything just went to shit, really. Um, not for Brentford, because honestly, they played tremendously well. Like, they played really well. Frustrated Villa, um, just the way that they defended. But it's not I, enough, I had, though, is it? You know no, no, it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. But again, it's, the red card made the difference. Red card made a difference. Was and, it a red uh, card? I didn't watch the game. I don't know. Yeah, I so, didn't watch much of the day either. I was flat out. I think uh, I think it was. I personally think it was a red card because his foot. It, the thing is, when you see Ben Mee going in for that tackle, he's already off two feet. You know, two feet off the right. ground. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't like it wasn't like a Romero tackle where it was proper aggressive, like and it was against the player. No, he mistimed it. Do you know what I mean? Like he. But unfortunately for him, two That's feet off the long, ground. Yeah. Two feet off the ground, and luckily for Bailey, he didn't have his leg planted because it would have probably been a oh, break. So it did make connection. Oh, it made a connection, but again, oh. not not shin. It was yeah, more like yeah, to the yeah, side, yeah. but it still would have fucking hurt. If the leg was planted, yeah, yeah. that's into it. That. Would have hurt, yeah, hundred percent. But it became two. Fuck, yes, know. absolutely. I think, um, and obviously they put a stat out that said in four hundred something matches, Ben Mee had only been sent off twice. So wow. it's, he's not the sort of player to do that. And yeah, I'll be honest yeah. with you. He never went in to hurt the player. But unfortunately, letter of the law is that, you know, two feet off the ground and it looks more aggressive than it actually was. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it looked like, damn. Sorry but, about that noise. So, so, hey, look, I had to bring that up because it's been really annoying me all day, the the Emmy Martinez scenes. Um, and I, it was funny the fact that they got 12 yellow cards, like both teams, 12 yellow cards. In a matter of 10 minutes. In a matter of 10 minutes, yeah. It was, it was funny as hell. But there you go. And I just hope something like that changes because... Again, you just can't put your hands on your opponents that way. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yes, it's yeah. a contact spot, or apparently we, that's what we've been told anyway. I don't know. But, you know, you definitely, definitely can't pull a player off the, off the like ground that. by your shirt. That's, 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 do you know what I mean? That is aggressive. And, uh, but yeah, so hopefully, hopefully that could change for, for another time. And maybe another ref would have actually seen that and put and give him a red card for it or two yellows. But yeah, yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. And you're right. I mean, Martinez, he's the sort of player, you know, he's, he's the best goalkeeper in the world, apparently like voted. So, and won the, <laughs> come on, Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, exactly. But like in terms of that, that's what happens to the players. It doesn't like, like you said, Romero, you know, he sees himself yeah, as yeah. a World Cup Pop winner. Previous year. Yeah. And so Enzo's a World Cup winner, but, you know, let's, let's just be honest, their performances have been dog shit. Performances have been awful. Well, but listen, while we're on that, should we someone? move on to wish the speedy recovery to the Luton captain who had a cardiac arrest? Yes, oh, definitely. That was Speedy uh, recovery to him, obviously. Really sad to see. Uh, obviously, yeah, I think take your time. I think this is the second one he had. In, in the same year. In the yeah, same year, so yeah. So that's, maybe, like, uh, I think, obviously, not somebody who we want to see hang up their boots, but I think the gentleman needs to think about his well-being. To. A bit like know. who was the guy who was a Tottenham player? You might not remember because he's a Tottenham player, but what was it Fabrice <laughs> Mwamba or somebody who had a cardiac arrest for Spurs to White Hart Lane? The doctor came off the uh, from the stands and he was like, I'm a cardiac doctor, let me go. I can save his life. He's had a cardiac arrest. And they were like, Oh no, he's injured. He's like, Listen, he's gonna die. Let me go. And then he obviously came on the pitch, started his CPR and did all the checks and saved his life, basically. There you go. There you now go. He, now he has a pacemaker. But yeah, for him as well, speed recovery to him and his family. I'm sure he's in good hands, he's stable, which is what we'd love to see. And I like so, the yeah. fact that obviously players they went in because the match got interrupted Bad, and yeah. uh, and they came back out, you know, round of applause for him. So hey, it's a nice touch isn't it from that's both it, both sets it. of players but yeah look that's the times when football comes together though doesn't it that's like what you I'm see th- the other side of where fans are yeah. sticking their fingers up to Ollie Watkins and calling him X, Y and Z and then uh, you see the other side where they actually they say football fans are hooligans of football. not really they do have a softer side of the okay, they're competitive they're humans they at the end of the day yeah, humans, exactly so and, and not it's that. nice to see 
I, I like that. I like that as well, to be honest, because like you said, it's it's something that you, you know where it's just forgotten. You know, kicking the ball about is forgotten. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, wait, let's make sure the other players are all right yeah, first. You know, same as wrestling, isn't it? Like, you know, yes, it's all it's all coordinated, and you know they know what they're gonna do, the next moves. But at the end of the day, like you know, when Brock Lesnar, for example, broke his neck. When he broke his neck in 2003, he did like a shooting star press on Kurt Angle and he literally landed on his neck. Fuck. But, you know, and Kurt Angle, he realized what happened because he broke his neck, obviously, during the Olympics. He'd never let us forget it, by the way. I won the Olympic title <laughs> with two broken necks. Like, all right, man, shit. Where's, where's your other God neck? Damn, anyway. Kurt. <laughs> yeah, come on, Kurt. <laughs> but, um, so, so, again, it, they, they all come together. Everything stops and the entertainment stops. And of that's course, it's a human life at the end of the day. You know so, what I mean? Entertainment can continue glad. next week or in an hour's time. Let's focus on this individual first. That's it. So I'm yeah, really, I'm really glad that that happened. To be honest with you, and uh, but yeah, hopefully you'll be well. But I think it's time for him now. If it's a second one in the same year, and that's it. Yeah, that's and he's already had a surgery for like you know in May. Yeah, I think bypass it was. or wherever he's had. Then so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't, needs. you can't carry on anymore. You can't. The thing is, he can't put his family through that. Anything, no, you know what no. I'm saying. So, yeah, speedy recovery and uh, time to hang up the boots, mate. Look that's after it. yourself, really. Look after yourself. Look after. Be there for your family, pal. Yes, football that's, it. that's it. You're always going to be a legend. We make our way over to uh, Anfield. Let's do it. Um, I didn't watch. I watched part of this match and then I fell asleep because I had an awful night's sleep before. And Hoover in the car removing all those individual leaves made yeah. me super tired. <laughs> <laughs> now taking off the carbon fibers. Yeah, that's it. This was Sunday, but. Well, okay, so let's go with predictions. You had 5-1, I had 4-0. Oh, and uh, so that wrong. definitely did not happen, did it? It, uh, know what it happened. But go on, give me your opinions first, because obviously I saw uh, you and the boys were a bit uh, active on the chat, let's say. Yes. With regards yeah. to it. So come on, what are you thinking? Um, okay, I just want to, with my Arsenal hat on, I love the result, and I was kind of hoping, again, this is the only time I'm ever going to say this, I probably will beat this out, but it was the only time I, I was kind of hoping that United would sneak one right at the end and, you know, just take full yeah, three points away from yeah. Liverpool. However, on, with my football hat on, I'm glad that it ended the way it did because, <clears throat> again, you know, for Arsenal, it was fantastic, but at the same time, United didn't win. Um, but they should have. They should have lost. They should have lost that match. And as much as I, I didn't really like the way that Van Dijk came out and said, you know, there was only one team in it and all this stuff. Because in my head, it's like, dude, come on, mate. Like, all right, you you've been, know. yeah, come on, mate. Are you kidding me? You've won one title in, like, like Roy King said, you won one title in 30 years, and you're coming out saying this bullshit. Like, I get it, but let's not get overconfident, okay? Let's yeah, let's not make yeah. it out as if like you're a City or a Real Madrid or a Barcelona, well, not Barcelona, Real Madrid. Do you know what I mean? Like, you you Lauren play Bayern, for a Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you play for a Liverpool side that's won one title in in 30 years, which is great, fair enough, brilliant. But at the same time, you know, let's be a bit realistic here. You know, you can't just say, oh, we deserve to win. But because if you deserve to win, then you should have you fucking won. won it. So that's, <laughs> yeah. And, and it is literally as simple as that. And the way that they squandered chances was was brilliant. And fuck Darwin Nunes. That's all I'm going to say. You know, he's one of the worst finishers of the ball I've ever seen. Like, he is terrible the amount of times he got the ball at the edge of the box and the amount of times that they were screaming at him to pass the ball nah he just wanted to do turns he wanted to come back and it's like dude nah you, when you got Salah in your team you do everything in your power to find him because you are you cannot finish this yeah that's your Michael you Jordan cannot, there yeah you cannot finish this so you need to find that guy um, but yeah I think a strong very strong performance from Liverpool absolutely 
dominated, like on top, absolutely on top. And this is why I'm surprised that they didn't actually win. This is the thing they really like top. dominated, but what the history books in the league shows is they both got a point each. One dominated, That's one it. didn't, That's and it. then they both got no a one's point. Talk about, no, no one's going to talk I, about positions. I agree so. a little bit with Gary Neville, to be honest with you, and I don't normally say this, and I don't even feel well for saying it. Like, hold on a minute. Yeah, better now. What happened? But I do Sorry, agree with you, him. Did you freeze there a second? <laughs> what happened? Time around me just stood still for a second. Jeez. <laughs> but no, I do agree with him in the fact that Man United could not go there and play as open as they did. They tried that last year. They got thumped 7-0. Yeah. They couldn't have another performance like Being out of the Champions League, the best thing that they could have done was pray for a nil-nil. Or yeah, even a nick. Obviously, the best would have been to win it. But uh, try to if you don't win it, you don't concede. And I, I agree that. with you, by they the way. Defensively. I don't agree with Gary oh, Neville. I agree, yeah, yeah, so I agree with you. Because I agree so. with him, you agree with don't me. Don't yeah. be talking about me. I agree yeah, with you. You made a good point there, mate. But you I agree with you. Like, that's the thing you said. You were saying maybe before this game, look, on the pod on Tash Mike, guys, we talked about 5-1, 4-0. Liverpool fans thought we'll smash them. They did nothing. Chelsea were the only team that they beat, and then they didn't beat anybody else. They bombed 3 nil. What was it? Bayern beat them. So they were on a terrible run. And then... They thought, okay, let's close shop here. Yeah. And to be fair, credit to them. I'll be honest with you, credit yeah, to, no, no, I, I, to them. Like I holding agree. a nil-nil at Anfield, top of the league. Because they were, or when the whatever, that weekend prior to, or a couple of days prior, Liverpool were top of the league. Yeah. So going to Anfield... Not yesterday, nil, by the way. By the time they played, result. they were second. No, by the time they played, but I'm saying like Thursday, Friday, during training, when they talk, yeah. had their tactical discussions and stuff, saying this is how we're going to play. You know, you go into the top of the league, who are on form, scoring, not playing well, but still winning games. Guys, we close shop, we don't win. And the guy in midfield as well, I forgot his name now. The young black lad in midfield for them. My 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 new quality. What a 18, 19 year what old playing at Anfield. I've been meaning to mention his name from when I, saw him, when I saw him maybe two, three uh, match days ago, I think. And he came on and I was like, holy crap. Rap, this player is very, very good. And you know what? He was he was like the bright spark because no one else was doing anything for yeah. uh, for for United, to be honest with you. But honestly, I, you, I, again, I agree with you that the fact that he, uh, the, the, you know, the close-up shop, they knew what they needed to do, and they did mm. it. They didn't. And they did it. That's they, it. They weren't they weren't flying like you know with fucking dreams and shit like that. Like, you know, hopes and dreams. Oh, let's go to yeah, Anfield yeah, and win. Yeah. No, no. We know what, where we're at fault. We cannot be open again because we will get slapped. And you know what? And they, and they, they would have done. Sla- yeah. And they didn't. Uh, let me let me run some stats past you, right? But because while you run, just while you quickly getting the stats, I wanted to say as well another thing. I agree with him. And Liverpool fans are not going to like this, but Anfield was quiet. I remember Anfield when Chelsea used to go there in the Champions League nights. I used to dread going to Anfield for my team because the way they, how loud the crowd were and even the effect it had on the players. Even two years ago, it was the same thing. Yeah, like, you know, t- after COVID, after COVID, for example, when when fans started yeah, yeah, going yeah, back yeah, in, yeah, yeah. it was madness. And again, you'll never walk alone. It scared me. It's, it scares you. It scares that tenth until you start playing yeah. it through CD play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> but what I mean is like, like, and this is like, okay, slight disrespect towards them, but a huge respect in the sense that they were, that was the one place I used to hate going to play mm-hmm. because of the fans, the crowd, that playing under the lights, especially now that was under the lights. Okay, sometimes it wasn't too bad if it's like a three o'clock Saturday afternoon, March, April time when the clocks had gone forward yeah, yeah, or yeah. back, so it's still light time. But now... You could have winter, one extra hour of safety. But whatever it was, you know, because <laughs> you know what I mean, playing under the sunlight, it yeah. didn't have the same effect, but under the lights, Anfield, with their flags and their chants, and as soon as the players are coming out, all you hear is you never walk alone, like, Whew, chills. You're like, chills. Fuck, I hope we Absolute get a draw or a win here because obviously I, I really think we're going to 
lose this game. And yeah, man, but they were quiet. And Man United, again, that's credit to United. Frustrate them, frustrate them to the points where they had to play a bit of side race football. Nunes tried. Again, I watched bits of it because, like I said, I fell asleep because it was such a boring wasteful, game. I was like, wasteful, wasteful, wasteful. Yeah, wasteful football. But no, credit to United. I don't think I'll give them credit again, but credit. Yeah, no, no. United, Ten Hag is in a job for a week or two. Well done, yeah, exactly. He saved his job for a week or two. Uh, so let me run some stats past you, right? Obviously expected goals, because it's first on the list. That's the only reason I bring it up, well, right? 2.6 to 0.5, right? Yeah, well, it's... But ball possession, so this is the full, full match, 68 to 32, right? Wow. Uh, goal attempts, 34 to 6, right? Wow. On target? So, uh, <laughs> shots on goal, <laughs> 8 to 1. Wow. Eight to one, right? That's, so again, that, I'll be honest with you, that's worse than Liverpool because if you have 30-something attempts, you only put eight on target. Eight on target. And I think but that's because 26 of those was uh, Darwin Nunes. Fair point. So, yeah, literally, yeah, 26, yeah. Our shots I've got, it was Darwin Nunes. <laughs> so corner kicks, by the way, this is how bad this was. 12 to nothing on corners. Wow. 12 to nothing. And the last one that I will bring up, right, and this is dangerous attacks, 100 to 22. 100 to 22 and they still only managed eight shots on target like it's, it's thing, incredible I guess, I, incredible I suggest we called it a while ago saying oh they're not playing well even Liverpool fans and we have friends who are Liverpool fans yeah. so we've not played well but I'll take the three points and it looks like it's just caught up with you yeah if they played well, a better team the if points. they were playing a better team I think uh, I genuinely think Liverpool would have because the way that they play I think they would have conceded quite a bit to be honest with right. you um, it was quite open yeah there was a couple of moments when when I was like when I I think I messaged on the group as well I was like wait did Anthony just go straight past Trent like that yeah I think and you mentioned he, yeah I saw that oh my god up. that yeah, was yeah, embarrassing yeah, I saw that, that. I saw that. For Trent, it really was. But again, he, he had a decent match. Um, not to the point where he was incredible. I mean, but none of them were, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. Even Salah wasn't... Yes, there were chances, but again, not the Salah that we're afraid of. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that Arsenal or Ateta has seen this match and he knows how to set up the team for next week. You've got them next, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, next Saturday. It's, it's kind of like a decider, to be honest with you. I mean, the fact that City dropped two points again, this could be the decider. But again... <laughs> Can I just? I will caveat that by saying, in January, that's when City start playing. That's when they think, oh shit, yeah, the season started, and then they start <laughs> playing. Yeah, because De Bruyne will come back, and obviously whoever's going to come, whoever who they got, Haaland is going to come back as well. Yeah, that's that's going to be a scary team. Points on on thing, you know. I'm playing with like ten players on flipping Santilli because of Haaland. I just said drop him after you said he's too expensive. You can't afford him now. I, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to drop him yet. I, say, I can't. I can't even bench the guy because who the hell do I put on again? On? Jimenez, I put that guy on. He lost me like minus two five points. points or it got five for you? So I was like, I can't yeah, believe I he got a red card. Red card. Got and my balls and oh, mate, I was like second, a couple of points behind first, and all of a sudden I've been overtaken by third. And then yeah. now I'm third. Third place is first, and I was just like, oh, phew. And I thought this weekend as well, I was like, oh, Bailey will do all right, Sonny will do all right. Now, bro, they've all got me like two points, four points, four, two, yeah, four points is for the captain. Palmer was the only one that got me some decent points because yeah. I haven't took that guy off since I put him on because I th- I know he can do some shit so I'm, I'm no, leaving him on. We'll come to that. Um, but sorry, on Jimenez, real quick, did you watch that red card? Did you see that red card? I watched the red card. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's a difficult challenge, but it didn't look like he endangered. Then again, are we used to seeing in a danger putting the player in a dangerous situation or endangering their player or injury? No, whatever the word I'm looking for is uh, endangering the player. That's endangering, what, yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. For. And uh, he went up for a header, 
He looked like he was going to, for, sorry, not header, because I watched it on slow-mo. Goes with his feet, but then he pulls out. He pulls out. The momentum of his body, of course, is going to hit the other He has to go somewhere, yeah. He, he has, has to go, go somewhere. somewhere. He can't freeze. Like, ah. But know, the, intention, not, mask movie. the intention wasn't there to go and hurt the player. No, he realized the mid, yeah, he yeah. realized he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to hurt this guy, so I'm just going to pull out. And for that yellow alone, card yellow card. I think yellow right. card. You shouldn't have got that red card, but there you go. I think he got frustrated because earlier on um, he got taken down. Yeah, it was an elbow uh, to the face by flipping Lascelles or whatever. Lascelles, yeah. Lascelles. And that guy's that guy's vicious. That's man. yellow card. Yeah, he's that a guy's vicious. He's a, he's a vicious player. player. Yeah. A player. So he's a clever, he, dirty player though. There's not many people yeah. watch it, but if you watch carefully, you like, there's with no it, need for your elbow to be in his face. No, there's, not you're not protect, You're running with the ball. What protection do you need yeah, now? Right that's now, that's in danger. Four yards. Yeah, exactly. That's awful. But for that, he got frustrated. And uh, like you said, ruined the game. And uh, yeah, fair, fair credit, uh, credit to Newcastle. They obviously, you know, they, they came back from that uh, from that midweek loss. And uh, yeah, the curse has been lifted. Like I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like you said on the chat as well, Spurs obviously still winning. They won a two oh, away. Good God! But again, yeah, oh, right. Okay, so yeah, uh, let's just close up on Liverpool. Uh, good, uh, dominated the game, but just couldn't finish it at all. Good and result for United. Good result for United. United. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think definitely two points dropped for, for Liverpool, two Agreed. points gained by, by United. So, uh, yeah, uh, Spurs, like, I'd, look, if if you if Richarlison, <laughs> if Richarlison is scoring past your team, you know you're doing something really bad. And I'll be honest, I'll watch the majority of that match. And again, uninspiring from Spurs like there is absolutely nothing and no one that can tell me that they perform well like I, I refuse to I believe it. it unless unless literally am I blind I don't know am I blind am I blind I, I don't think I am like my eyes work really well and I watch these guys play and they are just not good uh, Basuma got a red card Again. obviously your boy Basuma got a red card I don't like him bro. I, don't, I don't like him bro I told to you that fair, from time I his, watched him. When his did discipline I watch him? is I shocking I watched him this game I watched him the game before who did they play the game before was it Newcastle that they won Newcastle, but they won't fall one. He didn't do yeah. what he was doing. So before the red card, the reason I liked him was because he was showing, he was fearless on the ball. He was turning, he was running, he was cutting through the, to the press. And I was like, this is, I liked him because that's what I wanted to see in my midfield. And then after the red card that he got out loose and came back and he turned into a sideways footballer. And I was like, what is going on here? It's like he got you know scared I mean? Side or something. Football, I mean, full on Hodgie, like, you know, to get the ball, give it to defender, bring it back, bring it to the right back, left back, and so on. It's just shoehorn football. And yeah, but I didn't watch this game. I don't know whether he deserved yellow card, red card. I didn't see any of it, I'll be honest with you, because I had a very busy Saturday and I was trying to make do everything I can before the Chelsea game started. It was a straight red from Basuma, to be honest with you. So, so that's yeah. Three Games. That's a four match, four match, four ban. match ban, four Ooh. match ban from Basuma. Is that a second? And, uh, is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a second. So again, look, deserved, I think. But for for me, it was sad to see Nottingham Forest not get anything from this match because when you look again, just cut a couple of stats, expected goals because it's there. 1.47 for Notts Forest, 1.31 for for Tottenham. And yeah. look, uh, goal attempts 15 to 12 for to uh, for Nottingham Forest, but shots on goal 1 to 6 for Tottenham. Yeah. So yeah. again, it was a, it was a close game in that sense, but you know they didn't deserve to lose 2 0 They really, really didn't deserve to lose 2 0 But it, that's just the way it is, and they played it's really well. Throat, man, they played, you've got to be clinical. Really well. yep. Got to be yep. super clinical. That one chance you get, like you've got to put it away, because. You never know when you're going to get another one. And it just opens up the game. It opens up the game really well. And if you don't mind, I'm going to jump into the Chelsea one because I think this is a nice segue. If you're anything like me, my headwear is only new era caps. 
Uera is the official headwear provider for NFL, MLB, and the NBA. But Uera caps are not just headwear. They are a global brand of culture, style, and self-expression. I'm a huge fan of rap and hip-hop, and growing up, I used to watch artists sporting the Uera caps. I was mesmerized by the way they used to fit just perfectly. I remember my first ever Uera cap. It was a Blue Jays cap. I lived in Toronto, so it had to be. My favorite from my personal collection is my LA Dodgers. I have two different versions, fitted and the 940. What I love most about New Era is the quality of the product is second to none. I refuse to wear any other brand caps when New Era is available. So if you want to dress like your favorite sports stars and musicians, visit the official website neweracap.com and use the code TASHMIKE at checkout for 15% off. That's neweracap.com and use the code TASHMIKE for 15% off. Because yeah, uh, I saw a bit of the highlights, and you, you, I think I asked you as well because you said, "Oh, I was like, what's the game like?" Because I remember watched the first half, and he was like, "Dead, awful," and it was. And we just needed that first goal just to get them out of that low block a little bit, and then we could play a little bit better. So I think that's what most teams need: is you've got to be clinical to get the first goal. Because if you get the first goal, the whole plan goes out the window. I think Muhammad Ali said it: everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. That's it. Everybody's that's got a plan it. until they concede a goal, and then it's uh oh, we need we're going to lose. Let's change it. Yeah, let, then that's where the coach earns his money. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But that's it, and I think that's why obviously we were doing so bad, and then they came together. So hallelujah. I think uh, well, obviously I was once again what was very first impressed. Half? Like, I can I talk was, more about second half. What was first half like? First half. Well, I'm just again uh, just reminding myself and the fact that there was only one bit of thing to to report on the first half. That was a uh, Mcatee for Sheffield got a yellow card in the 42nd minute. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing happened. And I said to you on the group as well um, that Mudrick looked lively. And to be fair to him, he actually made some decent runs. But again, just there's nothing there. There's no end product from him. And I'm, yeah. I'm just not afraid of him. Like, you know, as no, a player, no, he's not He's not a frightening player. That's it. There's nothing, there's nothing to put fear in you, is there? Like everybody talks pace, pace. But if you just give yourself a couple of yards head start, he's not that quick, really, if you've like four yards in front of him. But can I just, uh, he, sorry, not even before, that bit. Like he can be quick, but like you say, there's no decision making. He just loses the ball. So all he's doing is quick, and then he just you're like, hey, it's okay, he'll lose. He's not going to do anything. So he had a couple no. of uh, he had a couple of uh, very good runs actually uh, to the to the byline, and you know, sort of squared it. But again, it wasn't a good square, and it was like a. It was like more of a obtuse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let me just he, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even like a proper square. Like, bro, what are you doing? Parallelogram? What are you doing out here? Yeah, what is going on there, bro? But I think so. Before you get into it, um, I just want to say that the back line, the back four, is the back four that played well. Who did they play well against? Right. That we liked. It was it Brighton? Yeah, against Brighton, Brighton. Got beat by Sassi, United. Yeah. Silver. Buddy Sheila and Colwell. And Colwell. That's the backline I've been crying out for for like four four matches now, three matches. And guess what? He put that backline on and they won. <laughs> do, you know, do you know the reason why I like that backline? It reminds me of when Ivanovic came to Chelsea, right? And I'm, again, just in comparison with the past and stuff, is he started as a centre-back and we were struggling for right-backs. We had Basuma. Uh, yeah, I think, no, not Basuma. What's his name? Yeah. Basingwa, sorry. Basingwa, not Basuma, sorry. Basingwa, because Basuma's in my mind with a red card now, because you said, your boy. He's not my boy. Your boy is not but we had Basingwa, and yeah, he was all right. And again, he was quick, he was scrawny, and he got off, got basically shoulder barge off the ball super easy. And then he put Ivanovic on the right back, and we were just like, um, like solid, 
proper solid. And I was just thinking, looking at the sassy, it's like, bro, just stick him out right back. He's yeah. fine. He can do a job out right back. So We're not playing with wing backs. He, and he did do a great job. This is the second so game. He's done a very, very good, good job. tackles. Very, you know I mean? very good tackles. Yeah, he's solid in. on the ball. I saw the sliding when the ball came in from That's a corner. It. He That's just it. went in and took the ball out. Okay, he got the player, but he was 100% ball. Momentum that he took yeah. the player out. Yeah. And I think this is the back line I'd like to see. Even if it's against Newcastle now, which is going to be tomorrow night for the Carabao Cup, let's keep the same back line. Let's get some momentum going. We've got two. We've got a victory. Let's see if we can do two into another clean sheet. Hopefully, it's going to be very, very difficult because Newcastle were trying to go for this trophy. But yeah, I'm with you, man. This is this is a back line for me. But knowing Poch again, he's just going to change it again. I'm just, and everybody's talking about like, oh, it's because Enzo wasn't playing and Poch did really well with having. Palmer, Cole, uh, what's his name, uh, Conor Gallagher and um, Caicedo. Caicedo yeah. But in reality, it's that back line. You have security in that back line. Caicedo was doing all right. Second half, Caicedo was running with the ball. Yeah. And I yeah, like that. That was the Caicedo that I saw at Brighton. I was like, this kid's pretty good, actually. Yeah. But, oh, oh, there he is. Yeah, that's Caicedo. Yeah, that, that's the guy, right? right? Still not a hundred and something million, but you know, no, no, that's no, no, something no, no. else a bit more because it gives you another attacking threat rather than just pass, pass. Jackson, pass, pass, Jackson, you know? When you get a midfielder running from deep with the ball, beating that first initial press and so on, and it's something. But yeah, with Jackson, he scored. I know he did. I know he did. I know he did. But uh, it's, again, it's just not not convincing. It's not not enough for him to score. It's not convincing at all. Overall game. Yeah. Overall game is just not there. And again, he is a frustrating player. Like, dude, how do you get yourself in such good positions in so, on so many occasions, but you just do not have that decision-making I'm ability? Listeners. I'm not in everything you say, it's, and I agree 100%. It's just shocking. And for me, for me, and I will, I will say this until the very end of days, right? Cole Palmer has been the best signing that, that Chelsea have made in the last three seasons. He has been just a revelation for you. And the fact that when you combine that in with with the back four, and he's got that freedom now to move because, again, he's got that support from Gallagher and Caicedo because, guess what? They don't need to look back because they've got a very good back four. Badia Sheila. That's it. Badia Sheila had a... Like, when people say, oh, he had a quiet game. No, he didn't. He just had a solid game where it's like... Just made it look quiet. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, he, he reminds me of Saliba. Like, genuinely reminds me of that's Saliba. Good, and that's very and good I hate that. I hate that shit. I hate the fact that you've got Badia Sheila. Like, genuinely, I hate it. Him and Palmer, I just... Badia Sheila more, because I've already said this in many, yeah, many podcasts. Many times before, yeah. Honestly, like, I was so impressed by Palmer. The way that he moves and the way that he creates space for others... It's, it's incredible, just isn't unbelievable. It? Yeah. And you just need what a the player. others to kind of get on, on board and like see the space. I hope Sterling, so. Sterling, by the way, him and Sterling together. Unbelievable That's that premium education, isn't it? That's that. That's a private education. That's that Oxbridge. Yeah, that's that Oxbridge education, bro. That's Honestly, that like, it's, it's them two together are a force, really, when, when they're on the game. But again, that they have it's to rely on the others. It's a goal scorer because you're right. Like you say, the chances are fall to Jackson. If it fell, yeah. if he had fallen to Harry Kane, would probably be higher up the league. I'm not saying top four or first or anything like you that. Probably could have. You probably could have. Would definitely be a lot higher up the league because you build a team against. Uh, for yeah. Kane so you build a team for Kane you get to create spaces like you say Cole Palmer creates spaces to allow other players to run into it 
I don't know. Just they need, we need that that sort of certainty up top who can finish the ball because he kind of that will start to filter down to everybody else. Be like, it's all right. We'll give the ball to Big Larry up top. Larry will put him away, rather than oh, I don't know if I should give it to Larry now because you know. Oh, let me look wide instead of give it to him because he's only going to lose it again. Oh, Mudrick is free. Oh, actually, let me go back because he'll only lose it again. And, we, and if you start to play football in that with that mentality, you're two, you're playing with two players down. You've lost already. Yeah. You've literally You've lost, lost two players yeah. on your team yeah. with eleven on the pitch, and you're only playing with eight outfield players. Players, or nine outfield players, eight outfield players. However many, if you don't start trusting each other, and that's the problem that I, th- I have with Chelsea. Problem I have with Poch. Stick to this back four. Yeah. Stick to the exact same starting eleven. Jackson didn't do well. Play him again this week. They won. Clean sheet. Albeit he was the bottom of the league, but we needed that. Now let's move ahead. I predicted one 0 to Sheffield because I thought they were going to make it so. And they did. First half, it showed that we literally can't do fuck all against a low block. Because yeah. we don't move the yeah. ball quick enough. Anybody who's in a low block, you watch Arsenal, City, Liverpool, even Spurs, and I know you don't like Spurs, they just move the ball bang, bang, quickly. It's gone. It comes to play, it's gone. They've got the players to move, yeah. They've got yeah, the players, but we have the players. How hard can it be to play flipping one-touch football? You watch them at training, they can all do it and laugh about it and put it through a megs, but like, it can't be that hard to just move it or skip a play, bro. Like, if Thiago Silva's got the ball and you're trying to go left to Colwell, Go straight to Colwell. Why do you have to give it to Barry Shield to go to Colwell? Just yes. skip it. Just pass it, yeah. You know I mean? Straight Honestly, away, yeah. Why, why are you taking a B road? Just take go, go on the A road. Take the motorway. You'll be there quicker. M1, bro. M1. M1. Why, are you, why are you going down the A146 or some shit? Whatever yeah, it some, is. Some, I don't even yes. know where that goes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, North Circular in London. A146, yeah. is it? Oh, shit. A, okay. a, what do you call it? A406 or A146? A146. I oh, know, I thought you said A4. I don't know six. where that goes. I, I think that's somewhere in Wales. Know. I don't know. Someone let us know. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in A146, let us know. If you're it's on not, it right now, let us know. Down to the coach. Right? If, like I've seen when you watch uh, All or Nothing Arteta, uh, Pep, and they kind of get on their board with a little dot on it. They're like, if the ball is here, you go there. You go here, you go there. You don't go back to the person who's two yards to your left or right. What's the point of them having it? You might as well keep it. And that's what. It, that's what I find frustrating. I'm watching Chelsea sometimes. I'm like, he just passes. I was like, why? Yeah. Just keep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, At I least agree. drag a defender to come to you. Then pass your two-yard pass to go quicker somewhere else. But th- there's no intent. I go back to it. Although we won 2-0, there's still no intent. It's difficult. Because it's, this game should have been 6-0 for me to be jumping and screaming. But 2-0 in the second half. Pochettino's like, oh, I'm happy. Let's see what Goku can do. Maybe he can finish chances. But again, he's a left winger or a right winger. He's not really going to play. Uh, I'm still disappointed to see that Mudrick and uh, Sterling don't seem to switch sides mid-match. They seem to be like, oh, no, no, the manager said I play on the left. Because so Mudrick can't play where Sterling plays. And that's and again, he's proven himself to be one-dimensional, to be honest with you. And exactly. that's, that's once again, once again, he's proven himself. Yeah, that's but it. He just, that's the thing. Like, you're a professional footballer, you're a winger. You are you are a right-footed winger. Yeah, yeah. You should play be able right, to... Philip. Play on the right. You might, be, you might not lose as many balls because your body is on the right, uh, in the way between the defender and the ball. Every time he's on the left-hand side, he's touching with his right foot. Defender comes and takes it straight away. Yeah. This way, the defender has to go through you to get the ball. And that's a free kick. That's a yellow card. You go again, another free kick. Referee gives him a warning. Yeah. Red card, you know what I mean? The possibilities are endless if you keep switching sides. If you stay on the left and you all, just, all you do is just run down the bar line all the time. Or that's make, what he did. That's all he that's did. That's what he does. Makes the wrong decision all the time. So it's yeah. frustrating. It's frustrating. It's a good win. It's a clean sheet. But the back four, the main thing to take from this is the back four for me. That back four has to start next game. It's very the good next game. Four. And the keeper did well as well, to be honest. The keeper did well. But again, 
you'd expect it if you've got a solid defenders yeah. in front of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he the saves, but you know you feel more confident to be like. Which you did, yeah, we did. But, but there you go. But that, that makes that makes the back four very confident as well because like, oh, okay, at the very least, and I don't have to worry behind me. That's one less thing to worry about. Yeah. Therefore, obviously, they can just concentrate on what's going on in front of them rather than behind so it's like those Americans say that they say for American football a good at, uh, what was it a good attack will win you matches but a, a good defence will win you championships, championships. exactly like exactly that this side of the bond good defence wins your leagues and Jose Mourinho proved it winning 1-0 matches and 2-0 two, two and 1-0 and so and he won it what was it he won it so. sorry, what I'm trying to say is he proved it with by only winning a goal or two goal difference yeah. every game yeah. and he won the league for the second time for Chelsea because he had solid defenders Yes, yeah, so, that's it. That's I, it. No, I, I, I agree. Chelsea. I agree. I agree with the with with exactly what you said with the back four. Um, and it was very. It was good to see him choosing that back four and the fact that he didn't feel obligated to put Enzo Fernandez in from the beginning because again, I, for, for, it just shows what we said before. You know, the manager, he's the one who should be making these decisions. Yes, it's a hundred million, but it doesn't matter. Tough. Like. Yeah, you know, if you're not playing well, yeah, and the, the the reason I think he plays Mudrick is purely because I don't think he's got anyone else to play right there, in that in that left wing role. Maybe that's a very good point you and make. Yeah, we'll see what Ngoku can do. Yeah, I think if Ngoku comes in, Ngoku, sorry, Ngoku, Ngoku, wherever how no, Ngoku <laughs> comes in and he he plays like you said, he was the, he's the left winger. Then yeah, he can replace Mudrick at least for a, for a half a half a match. And you know what, I'm I'm excited to see him play to be honest because you know he was good for for Leipzig and. Yeah, it's just be an exciting player to watch. So I hope, obviously, I hope he gets the, uh, I yeah. hope he gets the go ahead. He's, you know, he's been training obviously for a while now, so he should be up to scratch. Because obviously, sometimes you think a player's been out injured and then oh, he's on the bench. It's like oh, is he ready? Like, dude, you know he's been training, right? Yeah, that's you know, he, <laughs> you know, he goes to work every day. Right? I am disappointed he didn't feature at all though against us. He should have got like at least five to ten bit. minutes yeah. just to be able to run out to get a bit of match sharpness, especially for a Premier League match, just so he can feel some of the challenges, how quick the challenge is going to come. Are going to go through him. Newcastle will go through him. Newcastle they, will they, absolutely know that. wipe him out. Yeah, whoever's playing that is obviously a Lemento will wipe it, him out. Speaking of Newcastle, they are doing using a bit of. In a way, I suppose, it depends which way you look at it. With my Chelsea hat, it's a dirty tactic. And in a way, I'm glad for it because I like the player. But on the other side, it's really clever from Newcastle. So they've got an obligation to buy uh, Lewis Hall. He's on loan with an mm-hmm. obligation to buy. But it's only if he hits certain targets and somehow this boy seems to come off every half time. They are doing Everything to us can. what Atletico Madrid did to uh, Barcelona with, what's his name? Griezmann. Oh, Griezmann. No, with Griezmann. Yes, yeah, they had the uh, obligation to buy. So they sold him, then they got him back on loan with an obligation to buy and they were like, yeah, if he plays so X amount of matches or finishes X amount of matches and he was always getting taken off on the 75th minute, 63rd minute, every game. So he never got to finish the match. So on paper, we took him off he, we're not obliged to buy him and they sent him back and then I think they got him for a much cheaper price the following year isn't so that, I think that's what they're doing to us isn't that like a isn't that just a, a a wasteful thing to negotiate then because you know the other coaches or the other team they're going to know that oh okay well they don't seem like you know they don't seem very excited to buy this player and now they're putting this clause in I mean it's just a wasteful thing isn't it like, it is I totally agree with you it is hugely wasteful and even for the player to be like actually you know I'm not going to bother yeah. but I suppose for him because he didn't get many chances at Chelsea he would have got if he'd stayed with Chilwell being injured and only Colwell being the left back Cucurella being injured now as well of course he would have got chances but he probably looked at it and thought Colwell's coming back and he's a huge prospect for the club yeah. Chilwell cost 50 million Cucurella cost 60 
That hurts every time I say that. That really, really hurts. You know yeah. that, right? The, the less you say, it, bro, honestly, you don't. I don't oh, want to get like ahead of like It hurts here, right there. When yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah. the fucking name. Yeah. But yeah, so for me, is the third. He was probably third, fourth choice. And he thought, you know, I need to go for my career, and that's why I probably did it. And he did all right for Newcastle. He's a Newcastle fan, so I've heard he's a huge fan of New, Newcastle. His father's a Newcastle fan, so he did. He did. He personally, he would have made the good choice of going there, but it's just the way he's getting shafted by the club. So he'll probably come back awesome. to us. And then we'll end up selling him for like 10, 15 million just so that we can meet financial fair play. Or something like that, yeah. Something like that, because we need to meet financial fair play. But I really like him. He did very well last year. He was the one bright spark in that Potter team, in that Lampard team, against City, against all these other clubs. Okay, We said that on the pods. We said that on the pods, yeah. That's why I'm personally happy that they're doing this, so that maybe he can get another look in from Pochettino or whoever's... I hope Pochettino. I hope we're not changing manager. No, I don't think think he will be. Whenever I don't think goes. it will be, to be honest. Because so, yeah. uh, I think, uh, like, like, last thing on Chelsea, I think you've you kind of found a back four formula right now, which is proven to work on a, on a couple so. of different occasions. So yeah, I, th- I think, and again, if he keeps benching Badi Sheila, it's just he. That's just a waste of a talent right there. And you know, I, I'm sorry, in with my Arsenal hat on, keep benching him, bro. Like, do you know what I mean? Don't play yeah. him. Shit, we'll come in and get him. But, but yeah, for, for in terms of of good performances, then you. Yeah, I think you should, you know, that back four is doing really good for you right now. And Thiago Silva, bro, like, once he gets a support in the in the centre-back position, he's he's, he's needs, just he he's just an immense player. Immense player. Stay. Even when he leave, when even when his playing days are not, um, numbered and over, he needs to stay. He needs a coaching role. Yeah. He needs something at Chelsea just to stay there because he is a quality defender. Yeah, that experience is, is vital at the well, Chelsea young back four. Because you think about it, apart from Thiago, I think the, the oldest player is 20 years old. 20 yeah. years old, bro. That's crazy. That is like, crazy, bro. Do you know bro. what I mean? Apart from Thiago, take Thiago out. That is 20 years old. And I think without Thiago in the team, the whole of Chelsea's starting 11 is probably 21, 22 max. Yeah. I th- like you I said, I just with- think, like, if, with the right coaching, there is, it's again, it's all ifs and buts. But yeah, we're not seeing, because you think about Rooney at 16, like 22 is no, no longer young anymore now. Now, 2018 to 32 is prime. No longer yeah. 26 to 32. No, no, you know no. I mean, these it's, players are starting. Right. Okay, right. maybe not 18. I'm exaggerating. But you 20, know what I mean? 21, 22, 20 to 32. 32 yeah. yeah, I agree. So, I totally agree with you on that. Know, very quickly, by the way, so you want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, slight Chelsea and a bit of Arsenal. It'll be a good segue into Arsenal. Um, Rumour has it that Armando Broya might be leaving Chelsea and the interested club of West Ham and Arsenal. What are your thoughts on... Mr. Eagle making his uh, way over to the to the red side of London. I'll be honest with you, right? I personally I haven't heard or read that anywhere. But right. Um, with we just said something coming up. Chelsea risk losing an attacker to rivals. When I clicked on it, maybe a clickbait, but yeah, it is. No, no, that's the, while we're on it. Hypothetically, if he did move, what's your thoughts on it? I think with the coaching that Ateta could provide him. And his proven coaching so far with the younger players, I think Breuer would be very good, but maybe like a next season good rather than immediate impact from January onwards, you know? Because right now, right now, and like you said, good segue into into Arsenal, right now it's clear that we just need a different type of striker. Jesus, he he will work his heart out, but we need a different type of striker. Like we need uh, Eddie and Ketia, but like a 2.0 version of Eddie and Caddy, do you know what I mean? Like a like a proper prime Yosemite job. download. Yeah, like exactly. Download. I don't even know. I don't even know what the fuck are we? Catalino or some shit? I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, an updated version of of Eddie and Caddy, someone who who's got that portrait 
sort of mentality and yeah, he will finish yeah. and he will, he will score goals but that being said um, yeah I think look I wouldn't mind Armando Breuer there because again he'll get a good coach in, in Mikel Arteta and someone who can actually you know Give him an it's opportunity. It's always good for Albania, right? It's always good for Albania, shit. Like, you know, I, I can't deny that. So. Absolutely. <laughs> but, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I hope something different happens. There's been there's been talks of like this, uh, what was the guy's name? Tony. It, no, 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 it wasn't Tony. I think they've, they've sort of backed away from that now. Um, it was it was a Brazilian guy from Santos. It's like Marcos oh, something. Oh my God, I've just read about this guy as well. But anyway, apparently he's meant to be quite good. Um, youngish player, again, not an immediate impact. There's a guy from, I believe it's Benfica. Mm-hmm. He's got like, a, uh, I think it's Jiqueres or something like that, or Jiqueres or something. Again, 80 million pound rated player. He's been doing really well. That's like, Benfica, bro. Let's go, let's, whatever Benfica. Benfica pays, sold his Enzo Fernandez for 120. Yeah, just exactly, World exactly. Cup, so. He's it's too much, guy. I'll be honest with you. 80 million is too much for a player that's clearly just... Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I can't take that very seriously. So, but, but again, that's that's the sort of conversations that they're having, and the the rumors are coming out. And Ozymen actually came out, and this is Fabrizio Romano um, who who confirmed this. So you got, yeah, it's fab, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, it's fab it's, Rome, man. It's, it's, it's fab Rome. It's, it's fab Rome. It's written in stone. Exactly. So Ozymen came out, and he was asked, like, uh, what team would you, you know, if you were to move now? He says, sorry, his words were, when we're winning. I'm always the good guy, but when we're losing, I'm always the bad stat. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm always like, yeah, oh, well, Aussie yeah. men only had two passes, and that's why we never did anything. And he's like, what, you, what What? does that mean? Like, why I should be rated as a good player? Because obviously, when I'm playing well, these guys love me. But then I have one bad game or one off moment. That's it. They just all pile on me. Like, it's his typical, fault. So, typical Italy, though, isn't it? Exactly. That's the Italians for you. Um, but I think it was a case of where he was like, you know, would you go to Real Madrid or Arsenal? And he said, look, Real obviously are a big club. But he said, I wouldn't go to Real because I just don't think I'll get the opportunities that Arsenal would give me. So if that's anything to go by, yeah, he's just signed... Right. He's just signed a new contract with Napoli, though. I think with a 105 million or 110 million release clause. So if if Arsenal is serious of competing in the Champions League and in the Premier League, and I mean proper oh, serious, yeah, yeah. You need, that's you the need player to, to go. For. That, well, that's the way things are going now. That's aren't the, player they? To go the investments for. are going crazy now. You know, you're looking at three figures. When I say three figures, I don't mean yeah. 100 pound. I mean three figures in the millions. So yeah, if you want a top top player, nobody's going to lose their biggest asset for on the cheap, especially no. when they look at what Chelsea's doing and inflating the prices so yeah because they'll be I like think, if Arsenal uh, don't pay it Chelsea will pay it but I really hope I don't want him I don't I don't see him as a Chelsea type of player I've not watched him enough I'm sure he's quality and so on yeah. but I, I want more somebody like I said to you like before I want more of a Harry Kane a finisher somebody who just yeah. gets a sniff at goal and just puts it away Bang. I'm not bothered but about the running I'm not expecting him to take on players and do all that kind of stuff because there's enough players there Cole Palmer can yeah, put absolutely. the team bring the ball and a plate for you so for me I just want somebody like okay he's good but somebody who's just a clinical finisher yeah is Giroud I'd honestly I'd take Giroud back any day I even said in previous pods bring Giroud back just buy Giroud again just to steady the ship a little bit Thiago at the back you know Giroud you from and all the youngsters running around let, let Thiago and Giroud uh, daddy daycare the shit out of that starting exactly. 11 exactly and you know they would <laughs> 
Ain't no, ain't no one going to talk shit to Giroud, by the way. Like, talking shit to Giroud. He's won, he's won everything. Literally France is, everything. France is a uh, top scorer. So, top you know. scorer, World Cup winner, Champions League winner, Europa yeah. League winner, Club World Cup winner. Fucking you he's name it. it he's won it all. And he's, again, I'm, I'm just sad that. I, I had to watch him leave. I had to watch him yeah. leave from, from Arsenal. And again, he personally, I've always liked Giroud. Like, every time he played I was like yeah I That's feel it. confident because you know what you're going to get from him and he's from, exactly too, you so. know exactly what you're going to get from him and even the opponents know what he- what he's bringing yeah. but and somehow can't, can't stop, stop it can't stop it no, it's inevitable and that's, it. so. and that's what I mean that's why like you know what and that's the kind of play I'm looking for obviously Todd Bowley won't go for somebody his, his age you know, he like seems to buy we're going through that phase at the minute like Arsenal when you bought says Fabregas at 16 yeah. and just trying to make a young team and some team for the future but like I said to you before and I may have said it in every podcast Chelsea fans are used to winning right now like especially recent history we used to win yeah. if this was Chelsea of pre-Abramovich era be like yeah that's right we're happy with an FA Cup or we're happy with because we've not seen it. of course we aspire to be greater but once you go there bro like you just you, we're not used to being down this low and no, somebody said definitely. if Chelsea are careful if Chelsea are not careful they're going to start discovering oil before before like some country they named I can't remember the country that they named. It's, <laughs> the a fair point. it's a fair point but yeah um, so Arsenal how are you feeling obviously top of the league uh, I watched nervous, the game nervous I watched the game you guys were all right. Again, Jesus, not a finisher. You do need a striker. Well, he does everything else, Declan Rice, bro, bro. Fucking hell, that guy. That guy just oozes quality. The way he turned as well, I think he turned Pascal Groves. Oh, man. In the middle of the park. Man, One, two he... with uh, Zinchenko, and he just turned Jeez. him on. And he had a shot, and he got to say, uh, to be fair, I wanted him to score. This is even with my shot. Always, I, yeah. I, was like, I wanted him to score there. So, yeah, um, go on, talk. Must be cloud nine for you. I was, I was, as you can imagine, facing Brighton, and again, the last three times we faced Brighton at home um, at the Emirates, it's they've always won. So it was, it was scary when, when just before the the, the whistle. But then, as soon as the whistle went, oh my God, talk about domination! I was talking about Liverpool dominating uh, Man United, but honestly, we absolutely were on top of Brighton from the moment that ball got kicked off. It was just intense intense running pressing passing and you're right Declan Rice bro what a player that guy is like he I think he had like 92% passing uh, 100% long uh, long passing and I think there was 100% tackles as well that he had I mean what else do you want from a CDM by the way like you just you can't have anything else. You don't. You can't ask for anything else from from a CDM. And again, <laughs> I'll always say it every podcast. But genuinely, we need to give West Ham more money because we they, they feel that they, they should feel cheated. They should feel like they got like shafted very hard by us. But no, yeah, um, no. Yeah, the, I don't right, think he's going to be this good. By the way, bro. Like, genuine same. same. About it I, I was a bit... talked about because he's English. He's that price tag. But clearly, he's oozing quality. He's for me. He seems to be his most complete CDM right now in the world. Yeah, yeah, uh, even better than like Rodri right now. I'll be honest. Yeah, hundred percent. Rodri, who? Yeah, do you know? You know what I'm just saying that because Rodri and so on. But like, he seems quality. Declan Rice is. He reads the game well. He's got a pass. He gets in really good op- uh, spaces. He was an opportunity where he was screaming at Saka for why didn't he give me the ball so I could yeah. shoot. Yeah. I think Saka took a shot and hit side net, and then he looked and he was like, "Why are you not pass to me, man?" He should have. And then he went back in position. Back. He didn't stay there sulking. He got back in position. He was ready for the restart. Onto the next one. Yeah, onto the next and one. Yeah, he's he's good with both feet, long pass, short pass. He drives. Declan, That's what I want from my CDM, though, bro. This is what I'm hoping. I was hoping to see from Caicedo was that the Declan Rice drives that kind of and then Golo Kante I mentioned in previous episodes, get the ball and just run at defenders, run yeah. at midfielders, beat that first press, and then you're 
three against two, four against one, whatever the combination ratio is by that point, but just drive with it. And now he is. Again, he's he's, he's genuinely like a truck when he drives so forward because no one's stopping him. And I love to see it every time he plays. He's so strong. He's so strong, so strong. And I'm not surprised by the way you look at him, you you kind of guess that he's strong. But same as you, I just didn't think he was going to be this good when he joined. Like, nowhere near this good yeah. and uh, he's proven every, well, he's proven everyone wrong and he's proved that that price tag is it's not even we don't even talk about it no the only no. time we talk about that price tag is when we're joking about you know West Ham should have more, more. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah he just unbelievable player and uh, again like I said we totally totally dominated that match from beginning to end and even uh, De Serbi came out afterwards he was like yeah they were just the better team and they just were on top of us and he said we've never had they, they, they'd went 32 games of uh, was it not conceding no what was it what was the start like 32 games of not conceding or something like that no wait that's, that can't be right because that'd be that'd be crazy but something I can't remember what the start Won't was be not conceding. there might have been something like not being hit I don't know but yeah won't I be can't not remember the bloody start it was 30 oh my god what the hell was it but while you're doing that while you're oh sorry yeah sorry but, but that's it so it was 32 games of uh, of scoring in every single game so 32 game consecutively scoring oh right and yeah boom there you go like we just stopped them Gabriel oh, Magalhaes yeah, Saliba um, Ben White did very well against Matoma because for me Matoma's a scary player as well or he, sorry he can be with his pace but Ben White handled it well uh, obviously, the our two centre backs, they're just world fucking class. World yeah, class. No, they're, they're absolutely unbelievable. Zinchenko did two well. Backs. But unbelievable. I, I felt like Brighton could have done a little bit better. I wasn't very happy with the Brighton. I'm happy, I didn't really care, but I wasn't very happy with the Brighton starting lineup, maybe because they were tired from a midweek game. Yeah. But uh, their strongest 11, he brought João Pedro on and then he brought Danny Welbeck on and later on and so on yeah, and so forth. Yeah. But I felt like you go, the young kids are there playing, it feels like they're trying to kind of get them to a certain level and then sell them for profits again the young black yeah. lad on the right and then the other guy who came on who lost the ball a little bit they're just too young right now and I suppose you can afford to do that at Brighton so but no it was, a, it was I was disappointed I was expecting a better performance from Brighton so when I was watching the match I was like here we go this will be a decent game I did think you were going to win and I think I predicted a win for you guys as well didn't I yes, yeah I went 2-0 for you and that's actually what it turned out you actually out. got the prediction right yeah that's, that's pretty good but I, was that down, I was expecting you went 2-1 oh, yeah. I was expecting because I said I changed I know I went 2-1 because I changed your mind to Raya making a mistake but then I thought you'll still that's win it, that's it that's it because I changed my mind as well didn't I I yeah, remember you changed that your mind. You're like, oh, Shit. I went 2 I'm sure I went 2-0 as well but you then did, you convinced you me you convinced and then I was like hold on Raya's got a mistake in him <laughs> which and, he didn't by the way he didn't actually yeah, have a mistake good. which is really but, good uh, no, I was not, expecting more so, Brighton. I'll be honest with you. Like, I felt Brighton would probably give you a better game, but they just didn't. You guys would dominate from start sure. to finish. Martinelli was good. Not great, but he was good. He was good. Uh, but your best player was Declan Rice. Sure. Declan, Declan Rice. Rice. Has you just got him his face? Odegaard, yeah, Odegaard was Odegaard when he like he's he's like he's a German, he's a German's uh, he's a German Norwegian really <laughs> German Norwegian. Uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. He's like a machine, to make, isn't like, he? Like, he's just a, like an oil machine, like some sort of a vehicle, like a German something. But like there is a German. Just, All of them, BMWs, Volkswagens, yeah, Audis, yeah. whichever one you want, man. The old, the old one out my mind, bro. I've still got Bugatti. I'm looking at the Bugatti outside. So I'm like, oh, on my Volkswagen, bro. But, but um, that, yeah, he's, he's quality and he did the right thing. Saka, again, I felt like could have made some better decisions, yes, but I suppose I nobody agree. looks at these apart from us two because we go in depth analysis. But uh, overall, now it's it a convincing win for you guys. Like, dominated. It was, it was very, very convincing. And um, yeah, I think maybe Brighton had, uh, they didn't have one 
corner, by the way. And I think at one point during the second half, the stats came up. It was 10-0 on corners wow. to Arsenal. So again, it was a it was a proper, proper like dominant performance from them. Yeah. And I couldn't yeah. have asked for anything more. And I'm glad that obviously we scored because it could have been a dominant performance. Again, we had the same against Aston Villa, but they snuck that one goal in there and that's it. They closed up shop. That was the end of that. That's all she yeah. brought. Yeah. Whereas here, I think you kind of learn from that mistake where it's like, look, I know obviously the goals came in the second half so first half finished must have taken a minute it's like look guys I know you're dominating but you need to be more clinical and they came out and they did that Jesus with a header brilliant again fantastic and uh, and hey can we just can we just have a moment of appreciation for Kai Havertz, please? I'm just reading that as well. Kai Havertz just coming into the play Arsenal needs. Listen, bro, he's calm. <laughs> he's Kai, calm, calm Kai is... Honestly, I love watching him play because you don't realize, like, again, at first you think, fucking hell, come on, man, do something. But the way that he just sort of walks around the pit, walks, by the way, the way that he walks around the pitch and he creates these little tiny pockets of space for a Zinchenko to run into or a Martinelli to run into. Mm. But then again, they leave him open because, again, oh, it's Calm Kai. He's not going to do anything. Kai, he's not going to do anything. Yeah, that's it. Dude, don't underestimate yeah, that guy. Like, with, unbelievable. With a player like that, when you win it, it's all good. And it's all because you had it with Ozil. But it's very quickly to turn into him if you things are going bad. Then you start looking at his work rate. Why is he walking? So you just let some. But that's not his game. His game is, like you said, yeah. to be calm in situations, to create those little pockets of space, to find a pass, to create space for others, move slowly, deceive the midfielders, others. I'm not going to do anything and then bang something happens and he's caused yeah. a goal so yeah now you know I'm not happy for him because I can't now he's, he's dead to me dead to me but, um, but now yeah, he, he's so. written himself in the Chelsea history books he'll forever be a legend at Chelsea all he did was like I said to you like when he came over to you guys he just on that legendary stairs because he got away with shitloads and that season where Todd Bowley came in no Chelsea player performed and like I said to you because of yeah. his performance or his way he approaches a game you're very quick to kind of judge his work ethic and be like oh this guy's doing fuck all but when you're winning you're like bro this guy's a genius you're noticing like, more isn't it you start yeah absolutely you start more, yeah. paying more attention to like actually what he's doing is genius and same with Ozil I loved Ozil Arsenal fans obviously towards the end you all hated him but I was like this guy <laughs> his financial genius. issues wasn't it more than anything else but yeah no Ozil was bro, always a great player he's got players now on 350 grand like you've got players on yeah, the shitloads yeah. but obviously the difference now is you're at the top of the league yeah that's that's a good point you know as well I mean? and we've so, got we've got a manager that doesn't give a shit about that like if you're not performing yeah, you're, you're not getting dropped so I think he's starting 11. Cramp. Nearly got cramped. That would have been close. Wow. That would have been an agony on Mike. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, bro, I'm telling you, that was awful. I remember getting cramped when I was younger playing football. Have you ever had hamstring cramp? Yes. After a game of footy? Yes. Worse, because you can feel it coming. There's nothing you can do yeah, about it. you can't it. do nothing you about it. You can stretch all you want. It don't matter. It don't matter, yeah. mate. You ain't going nowhere. I get no, you. I get you. I one time, by the way, while we sidetracked very quickly on this sidebar thing, I came back from a game of footy, and it was nighttime. We were playing somewhere, and I came back, and I got cramp on my left leg, and I'm screaming, head in the pillow, and then I get cramp on the right leg, so I've got cramp <laughs> on both legs. And I am screaming. My dad comes up and he's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I've got cramp. And he's like, oh, just stretch, man. I was like, dad, you don't understand. <laughs> Two legs, man. What, what am I meant to do here? Just like, <laughs> no, it's crazy. But yeah, coming back to what I was saying, uh, the difference, like I said, now is at the top of the league and you've yes. got a manager, like you said, who doesn't care about it. And these players know that. And when a player yeah. knows that the manager can chop and change as he pleases, you work your socks off to make sure you don't Absolutely, lose that yeah. space. 
Absolutely, absolutely so, agree with you. But yeah, I'm super jealous. I'm so jealous. I'm so f- jealous. Oh, that we haven't won anything yet. What are you about? Can we just be realistic? Back. You know what I mean? Be realistic, bro. Do you know what Be realistic. We won one game, right? If we win the next one, we're still 10th. Yeah, that's 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 some realistic <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> but no, uh, so yeah, look, until until we win something, I, I can't get too excited. Do you know what I'm saying? Because last season, same thing last season, we were top of the league by January, but then, pff, you know, shit, everyone got yeah. injured and City decided that, you know, they needed to wake up. It's so it's, Lessons learned though, because you said last year as well, and uh, I remember episodes last year, you said it comes down to January failing us because you didn't get the players that you need in January. It. That's it. And the same thing's going to happen this year as well. Like if, if we don't invest in at least another person, or at least two players, one, one has to be a striker. And I'm not talking no fucking come up, uh, no come up striker. We need to, uh, we need a proper striker who can actually score goals and we need someone for Saka to replace. Reese Nelson can come in, he can do a decent job, but we're not looking for a decent job. We're looking for mm-hmm. a great job. We're looking for someone who can actually do it. But yeah, look, Rick, happy with that performance. And hopefully if we beat Liverpool next uh, next time out, I think uh, we'll have a very, very good chance. I'm, I'm not saying that we don't now, but we'll have an even yeah. better chance because that's one less team to really worry about um, in the top, in the in, in the fight for it. Because again, let's see what Villa do. It's a four-pointer, isn't it, really, if you win Absolutely. that game? Absolutely. Four-pointer, so yeah, you've got Liverpool Saturday. Obviously, there's a couple of games this week. Uh, I think we'll maybe, I'm thinking we get together and uh, talk about the obviously we will get together it's Chelsea game playing on Tuesday yeah. we've got a couple of more games on Tuesday night Everton, Fulham Chelsea, Newcastle United Man, oh, that's, sorry that's the Club World Cup Man City have gone to the Club World Cup as that's we right they have yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah we'll just get together probably what Wednesday night and then give some prediction or Thursday night and give some Thursday, prediction we'll do Thursday Saturday, night yeah. Thursday night and we'll kind of recap AFL and then go from there as well yeah and that'll probably be oh, actually we'll probably come back on the 24th as well which is uh, uh, Christmas Eve if, Christmas if, Eve, if, yeah. if there's no plans we'll probably come back and uh, wrap it up before Christmas but yeah look we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come back to you guys so Rick I've got absolutely nothing else to add mate. we've discussed everything and in depth by the way so yeah, yeah. absolutely brother do what you need to do bro do what <laughs> send I do us out. Right, send us out my guy. love this love this uh, right everybody thank you very much for listening we'll definitely catch you on the next one stay safe stay alert peace fucking love it